up, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> Yo, welcome back to the Fight Podcast, the greatest combat sports and culture podcast in the universe. I am the Underground King, your host, Serge Vicente, and today, as always, we have an amazing show for you guys, and I am excited. I am, you know what? I am more excited than I am usually am for this episode, but man, more importantly for the fights this weekend, UFC 244 is finally here. The BMF title is on the line. Jorge Masvidal, Nate the Great Diaz, and the rest of the card. Ugh, what a card, man. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun, man. Uh, this is a great episode. Uh, I have a guest on this show, but before we get to that, yo, I have to give a shout out to the people that help us keep the lights on, and that is Sage Eats, man. Shout out to the plug. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, Sage Eats. Sage Eats Chicago. They offer healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off of your first three months. And also, check it out. If you're not in Chicago, that's cool. That's okay. Sage Eats is here for you guys. And what they actually have is this. If you are not in Chicago, Sage Eats offers fitness mentoring and nutrition consulting. So no matter where you are in the world, whether you're in Chicago, whether you're in L.A., whether you're in London, whether you're in Uzbekistan, wherever you're in Dagestan, regardless on where you are, if you need to get right Hit up Sage Eats, man. SageEatsChicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off your first three months. Check them out everywhere. Also on all social media platforms at Sage Eats Chicago. They have some delicious looking meals on there. Yo, it sounds crazy to say delicious out loud. Uh, <laughs> so, but check out SageEatsChicago.com. Check out them on our IG platforms at Sage Eats Chicago. While we're throwing shameless plugs out there, you know you got to check out thefightpodcast.com. We have a bunch of information on there for you guys. All of our episodes are on there. We have, um, again, I want to know what you guys think. We're thinking about doing merch for the holidays. Communicate with me. I've been loving all the response, all the communication that I've been getting on the website. Also, on all of our social media platforms that at the fight podcast you guys have been hitting me up at serge vicente and even hitting up me up on twitter at the serge vicente i appreciate you guys I, I love the communication back and forth the more we communicate man the more i can continue bringing you guys this hot content all right so again with that being said check out sage eats check out the fight podcast and again let everybody know the five podcasts is everywhere. Podcasts are available. That's iTunes, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all the above, man. So let everybody know where to follow, where to listen to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe. And you know, it's hosted by the underground king. That is me, Serge Vicente. All right, man. Um, with that being said, on today's menu, 
We have a lot of fun. I am joined by one of my best friends in the world, um, longtime combat sports fan, longtime MMA fan. He's actually one of the first guys that I actually ever started watching fights with. I got to college. I went to Illinois State University. I was playing baseball down there. And um, my boy, H. Brooke Miller, I met down there. He's a fraternity brother of mine, member of the great uh, Black and Old Gold Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And uh, he and I met there through the frat. And um, we used to chill, man. We used to sit back. We used to watch all the fights. And ever since then, which realistically, man, that was in 2004. He and I have been watching fights um, ever since then, having a lot of fun. This is who I always go and um, kind of brainstorm these episodes with and stuff. So I was really happy to get him on the show. So he and I today, man, we're going to discuss a number of different things. Obviously, we have to discuss this incredible card that we have coming up. UFC 244, the bad motherfucker title. We discussed that, but we also get into all the fight news. So on today's menu, we also have... Connor McGregor. My man has been talking spicy once again. Is it fair or foul? Does he have the right at this point in time to call any shots? We discuss. We also get into a Israel Asanya. Did his opponent drop out? What's going on in Boja China? And is the soldier of God, Yoel Romero, is he making his way back into the mix? We discussed that. We discussed Tyron Woodley's comments about Israel Adesanya and so much more, man. You guys are going to love this episode. I know I had a lot of fun, but I'm telling you, you guys are going to love it. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation, fight news, and fight picks with H. Brooke Miller. There he is. There he is. Brother up, man? H. Brooke Miller. For those listening for the first time, man, Brooke, thank you so much for joining me on the Fight Podcast, brother. It is great having you. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate the invite, man. Absolutely, man. So check it out. For those of us who do not know, Brooke absolutely is one of my best friends in the world. Uh, this dude is that's one right, of right. the only... The only when I when I was out there, I've known this dude since college. I was smooth, eighteen years old when I met this dude, and uh, and I was in the MMA. Yo, this is the only dude who actually watched fights with me, man. Only dude who watched fights until this day. <laughs> to this day, yeah. yeah me and man. this dude right. is out here still getting it cracking. We still watching fights, and it is only fitting that with an amazing event like the bad motherfucker title coming up this weekend with Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz, that we bring my mans on the show. Brooke, brother, how are you doing? Man, I am fabulous, man. I appreciate the the invite. I appreciate you um, having me on the podcast, man. I mean, the crazy thing is we talk this all the time. Every day we talk fights, but we never got, you know, we never you know, end up doing it online. And so it's kind of cool to do it this way. There it is. We're going to talk it any damn way. Facts. <laughs> facts. Man, it, it, it's funny, man, because it's like you're definitely one of those people that, yeah, every time there's big news or something, 
Yo, yeah. it, it's like I'm over here hitting up Ariel Hawani. I'm like, fam, yeah. did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. vice yeah. versa. It's like, it's like the fucking soap opera of martial arts. And, and, and that's what people don't understand, yo. Like, that is what makes MMA, combat sports in general, but specifically yeah. MMA so compelling. Yo, it is one of those sports that the storylines... Fam, it is. It's legitimately grown man soap operas. I love the to the point that look, it was the for UFC two forty four. We had the uh, the open workouts today. Jorge Masvidal went out there and had fans from the crowd. He pulled these dudes out the crowd and had them <laughs> scrapping on stage. It was like yo, just body shots. It takes yo first and foremost, bruh. You you know you know. That the that the UFC brass Dude, was UFC sweating bullets. Watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yo, they didn't. They, yo, it was funny, man. But look, it's only fitting, man. It's only fitting. But check it out. Before we get into the fight, because we're definitely gonna get into this amazing fight card this weekend. Um, it's one of those things. Again, for those listening, UFC 244 is gonna be in uh, Madison Square Garden, New York City, uh, the home of the second best team in New York. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, again, it's going to be an incredible show. It's stacked from top to bottom. But as I always do in the middle of the week, yo, on the menu, we have five rounds of fight news. We got to bring you guys all the fire fight news of the week. And we're going to do our fight picks as well. So um, with that being said, yo, I am just going to go ahead and dive in it. Brooke, fam, are you ready? I'm ready, brother. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it, man. All right. So first and foremost, man, round number one, we have to talk about mm-hmm. the notorious one. Conor McGregor <laughs> is in the news is once he? again, once again. And again, like I said, yo, unfortunately, I feel like my man's is really falling into that notorious moniker. Right. Yeah. Um, so as we all know. And for those of us who don't, he, uh, this past weekend, he was in Moscow, Russia. He was doing pretty much, he, he was out there slinging whiskey, slinging his uh, his Irish whiskey back and forth, proper 12. He was going out there doing his thing. Um, but obviously a lot, well, they asked him a lot of different things. They asked him about Khabib. They, he went out there and he kind of even showed his ass. His uh, He went out there and said that he'd never go to Dagestan. He said he wouldn't even drop a deuce in Dagestan, uh, where Khabib is from, while in Russia. So they actually had to lock down his hotel afterwards because that happened. So between that, but more importantly, during it, he said a couple of things that I really believe stood out. Conor McGregor goes on record and says he believes, not that he believes, he said he's going to fight January 14th. That is the date. He also says he already knows who the opponent is. Granted, he's not saying who it is, but he does have a wish list. And the wish list goes as follows. He says he wants Cowboy Cerrone. After Cowboy, he says he wants the winner of the BMF belt. And then he wants the winner of Tony and Khabib. Brooke. Yeah. Does Conor McGregor even have a leg to stand on? Does he have the right at this point in time? Granted, it is the biggest star we've ever seen, but does he actually have the right to actually call his shots? Is that fair or foul? You know, in in any sport, when you have lost um, a few times in a row, whether it's, I don't care if it's any sport, pick it. You don't have a say-so anymore. 
You know what I'm saying? Now you're at the mercy of the organization and they do with you what they what they choose to do. I mean, saying that's not always that's not always saying it's going to be a bad thing, but you just really have no leverage because what are you bringing to the organization? Because at the end of the day, it's about dollars. It's about money. When he was bringing a lot of money, when he was headlining cards, when he was winning fights, when he was on the the Xbox UFC and uh, the 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 the, the, la- the latest um, UFC. Um, Yo, how they put my man on the game? He ain't fighting three years. Come on, right. man. Right after a loss, actually, it was just crazy. But you know, you you kind of don't have a leg to stand on. And so, to answer your question, uh, no, I don't think he has a leg to stand on. But what I do agree with, what I do agree with, um, is that Donald Cerrone could be a good a next fight for him because, in my opinion, I think that's the only fight that he got that he probably could win and it can kind of set him up for the next ones. Right. Like, I don't know if the next one should be, I'm not, I'm not sure if, if I think I'll give him a title shot immediately afterwards. I mean, you didn't took a couple L's in many different sports, uh, across many different big names. So I don't think that you deserve that, but I think Donald Cerrone, Cerrone is the next is the next one for him because they're both big face. They're both headliners. They're both big names, old versus old, older, I guess. And um, I think that's a good match for him, but facts. I don't. Facts. But I don't. No, he don't have no right. No. Yeah. No. And, and here's the thing, man. I'm with you. Look, at the end of the day, man. Hell no. Mm-hmm. What, fam? Conor McGregor has not won a fight since the end of 2016. I'm gonna say it again. The last time Conor McGregor won a fight, Barack Obama was the president of this great nation. Think about that. He have a kid. Did he have a kid? Did he have his kid yet? Then no. I mean, not none that we know of. I mean, yeah, he is yeah, out there, yeah. out there. Yeah, well, he I don't know like, what no. he out there. I don't he know what he got. is doing. He got a couple of me ain't claiming, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but look, man. Look, at the end of the day, hell no. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. He got pissy not too long ago because Dana White said he's not the main guy. And fam, you're not. You haven't won a fight in over three years. You're going out there again. Your last fight, you had an opportunity after taking two years off. You had an opportunity to come back and fight for the title and you got destroyed i don't care what anybody says if they go and look at the numbers the even the rounds that everyone talks about he won in the third round go back and watch that fight go back and look at that round because when you do fam he he literally had a couple moments but there was nothing to stand at man so man hell no connor don't have any right to stand on and i'm gonna be honest with you so let me ask you this because Connor says he believes is going to go ahead and be January 14th. Dana White turned around and said, man, I don't know. I don't think so. Right. He's like, I don't have and nothing set in stone. And I'm going to tell you this. The reason that Dana White is saying that because Connor McGregor has another rape allegation against him. Fam, you out here raping bitches. I can't lie to you. Yo, they are not going to give Connor that fight. He's bad for business right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, his personal life is affecting what's happening inside the octagon. So I wouldn't either. As if I was an owner, in no fucking way. I'll sit there and put all his money efforts towards a guy that may not be there because he's going to have allegations linked up. I mean, shit. I mean, you just you just can't set yourself up like that as an organization. And I wouldn't either. So, no. No, I don't. I don't think. I think that that's what he wants. Good time frame. Give him. Give him enough time to get into a camp and and get right. But uh, nah, 
you know, I'm with Dana, man. I wouldn't give no, I wouldn't give nothing solid until I know what's up with that dude. Absolutely. Straight up. Man, for real, man. They don't need him. They don't fucking need him. Hey, and especially, and again, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but the UFC has other stars that have the potential to surpass them at a certain point in time. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But before we get to that, man, yo, round two. Let's keep it moving. Keep the party rocking. Um, Kat Zingano is back. And Kat Zingano, as we all know, remember, she recently got released from the UFC. Um, She was released because she had a show. The opportunity was a show that is on ESPN+. I thought it was a little weird. I'm not going to lie. The fact that they went ahead and cut her after she was doing a show with the company that bought into the UFC, I thought was a little strange. Don't get it twisted. But because of that, now she has a great opportunity. She just signed a multi-year, a multi-fight deal with Bellator. And guess where she signed up? What weight class? Was it a normal weight class at 135? Is she going back to 125? No. She went back down. She's going to 145. And that's a big deal because guess who else just signed with Bellator? And guess who else is at 145 pounds? That is arguably the GOAT, the female GOAT. We got Chris Cyborg. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Are you here for this fight? Would you be down to watch Kat Zingano and Chris Cyborg fight? And let me ask you this. Do you think that's the first fight they should have for both of these women? Absolutely. Fucking hell yeah. I mean, number one, they again, they're big names. You know, far too many times, you know, one person is carrying carrying the card or carrying the fight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, they could. Why would you set Cyborg up with somebody that you know she's going to fucking like just well, well, annihilate? Look, we're saying that, though. Don't forget the champion at 145 pounds is Julia Budd. Julia Budd is legit. And she actually has the belt in that weight class. So, look, I, 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 I like I, I love the fact that because I would love to see them fight because, yo, they were supposed to fight a minute ago. Like they're mm-hmm. definitely supposed to fight a minute ago, but with Julia Bud being there, and she's she's a beast, right? Um, yeah. She she's she's solid all around, super vet in the game. But come on, man, we all know what's going to happen. Yeah. We all know what's going to happen. Cyborg's going to yeah. run through her. So mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think the timetable is for? Her? And Chris hasn't. I mean, uh, not Chris. Cat uh, hasn't fought in a while. Yeah. You know, so she has, she's been out for a while. She's been nursing injuries. Uh, remember, the last fight that she had in the UFC, she took that toe to the eye by Megan Anderson. <laughs> Nasty. Yo. Nasty. yo that I, shit. I ain't never seen somebody toe knuckle go into somebody's eye, but it happened in that one. So the fight had to get yeah, canceled. Yeah. So it's been a minute, man. And then she went and filmed a TV show. Um, do you think they should give her kind of a gimme? No. No. Give it a real um, deal from the jump. Give it a real deal, man. I mean, because, okay, as far as with um, with Cyborg, you know, I think I think it's kind of hard, especially when you just signed up to just come in and get somebody an automatic title shot, right? Like, yeah, there was a previous champion. Yeah, she's, you know, she's arguably the GOAT and definitely her weight class. But, you know, you want to give some respect to your organization the fighters is there. You know, right. that's the reason people jump from from team to team because they're like, shit, I'm the number one fucking contender, but she comes slides in to get the chip. So I think that Kat and um, Cyborg is a perfect uh, a perfect fight because it ain't gonna hurt nobody. 
That's a good point. It ain't, it ain't gonna hurt nobody. It's gonna it's gonna help the organization, and it's not gonna hurt no one. Both everyone wants to see it because, like you said, it should have happened in the UFC. Facts. So facts. You know that that's gonna that is gonna. I think it's gonna. I think the two names alone and their history together is gonna bring is gonna bring you know uh, bring a crowd you know to the masses to watch it. So yeah, I think I think that's a perfect match for the both of them. For Cat, hey man. When you're vetting the game, it's you know you you got to stay ready. Those who Fast. stay ready, you know. Yeah, hey, yeah, and she's a cha- and she's a championship caliber fighter. I mean, yeah. it, it, how long is she gonna do it for? You facts. know what I'm saying? How long is she gonna do it for? She's already been. If she was new, then yeah. But I mean, if you if you if you've been in the game for a while, no, I don't think you need a title shot coming in. But I do think that you need to come in. You need to come in full force, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got know yeah. yeah. Come, come in with the shits. I'm, I'm with you. Um, she got, right. got other shit going on. <laughs> Yo, yeah. She, I mean, you know, she's I'm getting paid. She's gonna get. She's gonna devote to fighting again anyway. Right, right. Because you know what? And realistically, man, we think about both of these women. Um, they probably got two, three fights tops left. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Probably it. Yep. Um, yep. All right, some man. money while you out. Facts. All right. Well, speaking of making money, somebody about to be losing some money, man. Round three. Your boy, Mohachina, mm-hmm. Paulo Costa, is back in the news. As we all know, man, Paulo Costa <laughs> was supposed to fight. He's the number one contender in the yo. The autumn, all of, all of a sudden, the crazy stacked middleweight division in the UFC. Yo, we both mm-hmm. remember a time, and we were talking about this not too long ago. Yo, middleweight yep. division, when Anderson Silva was there, didn't really care about middleweight. You know, it was just nope. Anderson, right? And then when Chris Weidman came in, they still, though I still didn't give a shit. Nope. Luke Rockhold came, we are like, okay. But now, yo, middleweight is stacked. Super stacked in both stacked in both both ends of the spectrum. Stacked with heavy fighters, and I don't know what the fuck they've been eating. But all these motherfuckers are like straight up low key bodybuilders, man. You know, straight gorillas. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because Polo Costa. With all the muscles, my man is out for eight months. And the reason he's out for eight months is because he tore his bicep. So that brings into a question a couple different things, at least for me, right? First and foremost, Yoel Romero. Yes, sir. He's calling out it. I see you soon, boy. Man. My man is calling him out. He's sitting there. He's calling out... um, uh, Israel Asanya, and in fact, he went out and let, let me find this because Yoel, yo, you could only hear Yoel actually say this. So Yoel calls out Israel Asanya, and this is what he had to say. Hey, Israel, what are you saying to you, boy? What are you saying? <laughs> I see you soon, boy. No, no, no. You don't need to say something like this. Give me the fucking day. <laughs> Give me the fucking day. Tell him they are gonna win the fucking day. Right? That's it. You you give me the fucking day, okay? Hey man. Hey, me. Israel. <laughs> Israel. Did hey. you say his name right? Yeah man. Hey Israel. Hey. Yo. First of all, man. I think you and I both agree. Polo, uh, yeah. the, the, I personally thought that Yoel Romero beat Polo Costa. I oh, also they... thought Yoel Romero, especially in that second fight, beat Robert Whitaker. Look, yep. we all know I'm the underground king of this podcast and shit. 
But if we talk about an underground king in terms of MMA, yo, Eddie Alvarez, you passed the crown. The underground king is absolutely the soldier of God, and that's you all, Romero. This brother has single-handedly put everybody in the fucking hospital that he's fought. Like, at some point. Yes. Yes, At dude, some point. <clears throat> you were talking about this earlier, man. Talk about how, because yeah. um, you made up a great point. Yo, talk about how what happened to all of his opponents and where have they been since he's fought them? Shit, all you got to do is go to your local fucking ER because that's where they all end up at the end of the day, man. I mean, you know, it, it says a lot about, it says a lot, a lot about him. It says a lot about how in shape he is being older than damn near everybody that he man, fight. That you know, him and Paul Acosta. 57 years old. Exactly, him and Paul Acosta. You know, their their physiques are million, are, are really are, are the same, but their bodies are different. You know, I ain't saying Acosta uh, is on something, but what I will say is, Yoel went to go to the hospital. I am glad <laughs> you brought that up. So before you know I saying? talk I'm about Paul Acosta, facts. So before you know, yo, so Israel Asanya actually put out a little statement, right? Mm-hmm. And Israel Asanya, that's a champion at 185 pounds, he went out and said on Twitter, you guys find out about shit we've been known for weeks and plotting on for months. Hashtag stay woke. Hashtag I see you soon, boy. At Yoel Romero. And then he also tagged a picture of a text that he had with his coach, uh, Eugene. And he says, Romero? Shut all the naysayers up about this great wrestling, et cetera, et cetera. Israel responds, yep, I was thinking the same thing. Feed him to us. That is directly from the champ, Israel Adesanya. So in terms of a fight, oh, you know what? Let me take a pause from that one. A torn bicep is an interesting thing. Yeah. Especially for a fighter to, to tear a bicep. I don't know, doing whatever. Yeah, I don't Do you feel I, like Nate Diaz, and when I say I feel like Nate Diaz, hashtag everybody on steroids. Everybody's on steroids, yeah. Yo, how do you feel about that? Do you think he actually pulled something because this dude's probably on some shit? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a doctor. You know, I work out a lot. I worked out all my life, um, but I'm not a doctor. So, I mean, you know, it, it, what, what I say is my fucking opinion, but I do. <laughs> I think that um, it's only you, advice, you, man. It's only advice, man. You do what the fuck you want to do with it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, I, I definitely think that he's on something, man. I mean, he obviously hyperextended it doing. So I don't, what the fuck are you? How can you yeah. pull up? I mean, what you doing, bro? Bicep curls. Here's my thing. You know, like, it, like as pillowy as Buddy is, as pronounced as yo. All, super pause. My man got all kinds of thick ass nipples, yo. My man's yeah. might be on some shit. I'm not saying he is. Like, you know how Chris Rock used to say, he was like, look, I'm not saying he's a crackhead. He's just very crack-ish. Yo, yeah. he's yeah. not a, I'm not saying he's a juice head. He's just very juice-ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Definitely, man. Definitely. It don't, it don't. I'll tell you what. It didn't shock me. When when they said that um, Yoel Romero was on something, when they had sent out that allegation uh, a few months ago, I was against it from jump, yep. just by following him, watching him fight, seeing his residents, following him on Instagram, just seeing how he living. But when they say Apollo Costa pulled some shit, I immediately thought that, yep, when them steroids went wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he probably juiced a little bit too much that day, you know. Um, 
I mean, because think about it. I mean, he's getting ready for a fight. So what else you going to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nice. You want all the power you can get. So um, he kept talking about how he's going hey, to knock uh, Israel out of signing out, how he wasn't even going to last. So what's the best way to do that? Yo, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I was thinking about it. He's going to take eight months off, right? And that's not being able to do things because, I mean, he tore a bicep. We don't know how he's going to be becoming. That's a significant injury. Mm-hmm. That is a significant injury. And, um, I mean, I don't think they'd want him to get right back into a fight, to be honest. But what I do want to think about, and I do want to talk about just off the jump, right? Going down a thing, do you think Yoel is the best choice for the championship? Or should they give it to somebody else? Should the winner oh, of Darren Till man. get it? Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. Man. There man. And I, and I ain't just saying that because I'm a fan, but let's be real. Um, what I respect about Yoel is that win or lose, he's always there. He shows up. Even when he was overweight, he still showed up, admitted he was wrong, went back and did his thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, win or lose, that guy shows up and does what he's supposed to do. He absolutely deserves it. I mean, he absolutely, he, I mean, because here's the thing. I mean, who was the number one contender? So, I you know mean, look, people think about, like, the number one contender. You got Kelvin Gastelum and Darren Till fighting this weekend. Do, yep. you, do you think the winner of that fight could kind of leapfrog Yoel? You know what? I'll be honest with you. If Darren Till wins, they'll give it to Darren Till. I guarantee. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, them, they're next. I guarantee. Right. Yeah. Well, they won't. Well, we all know that they won't fucking. You know, UFC, the champions that, that the UFC has... Oh, they they win them they win them on merit, but let's be real they they do put certain people in the right direction to become champions, and Darren Till is one of them. Now he didn't he didn't fulfill his end of the of the deal by winning the right fights and put positioning himself, but they definitely had him on a fast track lane to success. We all know it. Absolutely, man. You know what I'm saying. So, I mean. So we'll yeah. see what happens with that one, man. But I can't wait, man. But either way, Izzy's the man. Yoel's the man. If this fight does happen, oh, it's going to hurt my heart one way or another. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Be sad to watch, brother. I'm oh, going to be real. It's going to be rough, be man. All right, man. Moving right along. Round four. Championship rounds. Yes, sir. But speaking of somebody who ain't getting nowhere near this young championship, your boy, Ben Askren. Ben Askren goes out last week, man. He took another L. He was recently on the Ariel Hawani MMA show uh, this past Monday, and he actually admitted that he is considering retirement. He actually had a quote, and let me just pull it up right fast, because why not, right? My, we got it here. Let me find it for us. As I'm... Mm-hmm. Now, come on, computer. Well, yep, whatever. Yep, yep, yep. He was on the show. He said that, um, ah, here it is. Bang. I was over here all quiet, looking up stuff, man. Hey, we, we do this live, bro. We out here. This is right, real right, time. Right. See, we can't cut nothing out. Man, no, nah, man, I don't even like cutting out, man. You, you can tell when some podcasts go out there, take some, like, long-ass breaks, and, oh, man, thank you. I just got back. I dropped a deuce. I'm back. Thank you. Yo, real quick. Um, <laughs> you know, all right, here. Uh, do you know uh, Donald Trump is planning to go to uh, UFC 244 this weekend? Yeah, he's gonna get hope he don't get booed. Hope, man, it ain't gonna get booed. Something serious, something super serious, man. 
All right, regardless, I can't find it, but whatever. So, um, he said that he is contemplating retiring um, after this this past loss that he had. He said he honestly, he doesn't know, you know, he's like, I'm nowhere near a title shot, especially at this point in time. Um, he, he's, he's like, he has to go back and really talk to his family and he might retire. Do you think that's, do you think that's a good move? Do you think it's, it's time for Ben to get the fuck up out of here? Well, here's the thing. Um, what I will say is this in combat sports is combat sports is not a sport where you, where you should be half in and half out. That's not that's not the sport to be like one foot in and out the door. You need to right. be all in or all out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a life it's a life altering, a life threatening uh, sport. I mean, hell, he just got put to sleep twice. If you really want to count it, you know what I'm saying? Shit, man, he so, low key took three ass whoopings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, yeah. I mean, he he didn't got thumped, you know, quite a few times and. It's not even about the loss. It's, yeah, it is about the losses, but more importantly, it's about where his head at. And I and I watched when he was um when he was on the on on, on uh what's the name show, Ariel's show, and he just he just to me he didn't seem like he was in. He's like, um, I never I That's never point. never really liked UFC. I just wanted to become the best fighter in the world. You know, he said that. He said I really don't care for mixed martial arts. I just wanted to be the best fighter in the world. You know, he kept saying like basically I don't need this shit. Yeah. I just came here to prove that I'm the best in the world. And now that I took some L's, now I got to rethink what the best of the world is to me and all this stuff. My thing is, hey, no, no self of putting yourself in harm's way if you're thinking about, if you got all them thoughts in your head. Just get up out of here, man. I mean, like you said, you don't need the money. You don't really need the fame. Use fame before you got to UFC. You don't need the money. You don't need the fame. He said he don't care about that shit anyway. He said he wants to spend more time with his family and coaching and all that stuff. Do that. Go be great. Go be the greatest fucking coach or something. Like, UFC is not the place or combat sports ain't the place to be fighting or trying to fight if you ain't, you ain't got your head in the game. That's how you get your head knocked off. You stutter and shit when you later on in your life. Bruh, for real, man. And yo, Dana White real. says it all the time. Dana White goes out there and says, yo, this is not a sport that you have one foot in and one foot out. You go out there, mm-hmm. you start to think like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. He's like, you need to step away. And let's not forget, Ben Askren, when the UFC got him, he was retired. He was retired, yeah. Yeah, he didn't fight for like a year and a half. So Mm -hmm. he came back. He did his thing. Obviously, he didn't work out in his time off. My man's body looked like a like a smooth (laughs) like a a like a like somebody. He's somebody's uncle. Fam, his body looks like a water balloon that's leaking water. Like it looks terrible, but uh, but but that's the thing, man. My man's is out here. Um, he says he has one foot in, one foot out. I'm gonna be honest with you. He cannot beat anybody at that weight class in the top five. He as incredible as he is, because let's keep it a buck. He's an incredible wrestler. Um, he had his moments. He's he beat DA. He beat Douglas Lima. He beat Andre Korshkov. Granted, both of those dudes are super young, but let's keep it a thousand. He's past his prime. And the fact that he's past his prime and he has to think one foot in, one foot out. Yo, he has a wrestling, not pro wrestling. He has a wrestling podcast that I hear does really well. He has a a wrestling program that he has out there. Man, let him go out there and do that. And I think if he goes out there, he does that. Yo, good for you, man. Um, And you know what? And I still believe that the UFC did not lose in that trade with Demetrius Johnson. I think both sides won because if it wasn't Mm -hmm. for Buddy coming to the UFC, Jorge Masvidal wouldn't be as big of a star as he is. 
Ben yep. Askren is a star. The UFC made yep. cash. Dana White defended his thoughts and everything on that. And uh, and I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I can't knock what Dana has to say about that. He's right. Yo, dude is a star. Dude is a star. I'm not mad that this happened. Granted, is he mad that, you know... Actually, I don't even think he's mad that he's taking L's. He's probably happy he got his ass kicked because then he could really say, look, this dude was a champion over there. He came to my organization, and my man's got the yammers put on him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, look, I, I think it's it's going to be interesting. And um, and look, in fact, now I finally found a little thing that he said. Um, he is considering retirement. Uh, and um, he said, again, I keep it moving. It bears repeat. Yeah, again, keep moving. Bear with it. Hold up. Yeah, I don't want to get punched in the face anymore. He said, I'd be lying to you if he said I wasn't thinking about it. Um, it's just not a time cost analysis. Ugh, that just doesn't sound like a man who wants to be out there. Hey, man. Hang it up, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, you you thinking this hard about it, bro. It's like, why why play? Why, why mess around with it, man? Like, just get up out of here, man. But all right, man, uh, moving on to round five, our last and final round before we get to our fight picks of the week. Yes, sir. Uh, Tyron Woodley, the former champion. Yo, for some reason, Tyron Woodley is still ranked number one at welterweight. I have no idea how that is after he took that L that he took against Kamaru Usman, but it is what it is. But well, uh, because he ain't fought nobody since then, right? Uh, he hasn't. He hasn't fought anybody, man. But still, you took an L like that. I mean, the, the I always looked at the rankings like whoever is number one should be next in line to fight for the title. Not I'm I'm your number one, but the hmm, number I three guy. But exactly, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, I can see him at number three. I, I yeah. think it should be um, number one right now should be obviously the ch- champion is the champion, Kamar Usman. Number one should be Colby Covington because they're fighting next. Number two should be Jorge Masvidal. Number three, it should be um, that right there. Number three, I think you put in um, Tyron Woodley. And then number Tyron four, Woodley. yep. And then number four, I think RDA probably goes there. Somebody in that along those lines. Um, but. Um, Woodley was back on back on the mic, and he has his like his little podcast, and he does a whole bunch of other things. You know, my man's everywhere. Um, but he made some real interesting comments on again one of our favorite fighters, Israel Adesanya, um, middleweight champion, middleweight king, um, rising mm-hmm. supernova, as I've said. Um, and he kind of agrees, but I found something to be real interesting. And I want to get your point, your thoughts on this. He goes out mm-hmm. there and says, and I quote: "I think Israel Adesanya is going to evolve into a star right." Right, uh, right underneath Conor McGregor. It's hard to deny him. He fights crazy. He has great IQ. He's tough. He show he can take a punch. He's with the shits. He's gonna talk shit in the press conferences. His entrance was the best entrance we've ever seen in mixed martial arts. Even with freaking Conor had live music with Sinead O'Connor playing on the top. It's, mm-hmm. it's it superseded that even in my opinion. He's getting better with time. I know talent from a mile away. I know star power from a mile away. He's in the next two years will be right underneath Conor McGregor. So the thing is, and I, I want to get your, your thoughts on this, right? Yeah. He says he's going to be a star right underneath Conor in two years. Do what you, do you mean by that? And, that? and that's what I want to ask. Do you think that he's going to be, do you think that 
It's a question. I just want to, so what you think about that comment in general? Yeah. Well, so when, it, when, when I saw it and when we talked about it, um, I think about like, okay, what, what, what does he mean by that? Does he mean financially? I can potentially see it financially because Connor got his lot of, it, Connor has his hand in a lot of different things. You know, I don't think, I don't think Israel Adesanya is going to go that far out. I do think that he'll probably get some, you know, start getting some gear and some big plate. People will start promoting him or whatever. But I'm talking about like right after Connor had that fight with Mayweather, he created his own production company, right? I think about the the the, the Mac propel, life. Mac life. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mac life, right? I think about the alcohol that he got. I think about the fact that he's he had fucking USC promote that shit. Something that UFC really that frowned upon yeah. in the past. You know what I'm saying? They allowed him to have his fucking logo on the mat when he was fighting. So, so do you do you agree so with I think him though? Financially, yeah. maybe maybe that's when he'll that's for popularity, and I think he'll be just as popular. Yeah. I see I, him on the next face of uh, with the UFC games and shit. Man, okay, so I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I thought about this kind of long and hard, right? Because at first, mm-hmm. man, you, we already know how I feel about Izzy, right? I, I think he's the shit. I've been talking about him. And look, I've said this a lot on the show. Brooke can attest to this. I've been talking about Adesanya yeah. for a couple years now. Before the, before the UFC, we used to watch his kickboxing. Exactly. When he was out there kicking dudes' faces off in glory yeah. and yeah. beyond. You know what I'm saying? We so, was always talking about, he was always saying like, man, this motherfucker got in the UFC, what? Bruh. Yeah, and look at him now. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a, I'm gonna keep it a buck. Tyron Woodley's right for one thing. Conor McGregor, a couple things, right? One, people always are gonna tune in to see the villain lose. Israel Adesanya dances and all the other things, but everybody who watches him understands that Izzy is not a bad guy, right? Right. Yeah. Um, he's somebody who can legitimately can be uh, a role model. And technically, yo, fam, he's like a nerd who can whoop ass, right? So he's hope to all yeah. nerds everywhere. He's like a superhero. Exactly. He's literally like a superhero. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but here's the biggest thing. Conor McGregor will absolutely be a bigger star than Israel Adesanya because Conor McGregor is white. Conor McGregor is a white dude who lives and breathes hip-hop so he has he's a white guy who walks around quoting and having the the notorious he has biggie smalls moniker you saw him every time one of the famous clips that they got him out there in uh, la he's on one of the fucking bikes and what does he do he looks at the camera and he goes la da 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 i'm the motherfucker you know what i'm saying like he has this hip-hop vibe and casual mma fans people who don't even know the sport are gonna especially these white dudes because let's be honest especially in this country more than there's anybody else they look at somebody like that who is exemplifying essentially black culture and we already know black american culture is world culture so you got dudes like that paying attention and he's a white dude with an accent fam and let's not forget Dana White, who's going to push this dude, is also, you know, he's Irish. He's from Boston. So he got that type of Boston vibe also, right? That's the only reason why I do believe Tyron Woodley. And I think Tyron Woodley's right when he says he's going to be right up under um, dude. But 
I think Israel Adesanya is going to be an all-time great when Conor McGregor will not be. Yeah, I think I think he'll he'll shatter more records. He'll he'll definitely have a bigger face in the UFC game for for those that follow all fighting and combat sports and stuff like that. But as far as like you said, the limelight and you know drama brings pub, you know publicity too. I don't Big think facts. he's going to get into that. I mean, I don't I don't see him knocking motherfuckers out in the bar. I don't even, I don't even think he drinks. I don't know. Maybe he do, but. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't kick I don't, it with the best of them. You know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that he's going to cause as much issues and conflict that the that uh, Conor did has done for the UFC. I don't see him costing the money. I don't see them bailing him out of jail. So even though those are a lot of negative things that Conor does, they they they, they just made him even more popular. Right, absolutely. And people are people are watching him to lose. People are hoping he people his fans are hoping he, he win. He got another fan base that's watching him lose. He got other fan base that you know that that kind of like him and hoping that he does right. Like he's getting eyes. The next fight, whether he headlines it or not, um, on whatever fight card he he's going to be, everybody's going to watch. Facts. We're going to be watching that shit to see if he get his ass cracked again. Be like, ah, it's, nah, it's five years he won a fight, you know? Everybody's going to watch to see what happens, so. For real, man. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll I, I, see. Yeah, I get it. I get it, man. And, and like, and I think, I mean, Tyron Woodley, man, I respect him. I think analytically uh, he's the man. But you know what he's not? He's not the BMF. He mm-hmm. is not the bad motherfucking. Cause guess what? We are gonna figure that out this weekend. This weekend, Sir. New York yeah, City, man. Madison Square Garden. It is finally here. Now, granted, for a second out there, we thought it might not be here because mm-hmm. of the, we all know, and I'm sure we've already talked about it. We all had the 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 scare. With Nate Diaz looking like he was about to fail a drug test, but he didn't end up doing because we all know Nate Diaz, unlike everybody else, is not on anything but vegan cookies and weed. So, yeah. yo, my man's is out here ready to fight. This fight's happening. Um, Jorge Masvidal against Nate the Great Diaz. Um, yo, let's just get into it, man. Let's start with the main event. Um, this fight is going to be incredible. You got two dudes who are out here who've been very similar been fighting forever you got jorge masvidal the number three ranked welterweight in the world record of 34 wins 13 losses he actually has the most split decision losses in ufc history which is nuts he's starting to starch people because he realized he's like look i ain't here for the shits anymore i'm here to knock people's faces off and now at, under his own admission he's out here blessing fools so we're gonna see how that ends up happening he's fighting nate diaz the number seven ranked lightweight in the world 21, 21 wins, 11 losses. Um, bruh, I'm, I, I couldn't be more excited for this fight. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I, I think this is a, a fight fan's dream type mm-hmm. of fight. Shit we talk about that never happens, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, both of them, I think all of us know their backgrounds and where they came from. Everybody knows Nate and, and what's it called. Um, but I think there's a big difference, right? The big difference about the two guys is that Jorge Masvidal does a lot of his damage on the feet, right? Now, granted, accuracy-wise, accuracy, and here's the thing. Listen to this, which is crazy. Both of them land over four punches per minute. They land. 
So they both have very similar striking. Jorge is 4.17. Nate Diaz is 4.7. So think about these. Both both of these guys are very high volume strikers. Accuracy. Check this out. Jorge Masvidal's accuracy, 46%. Nate Diaz's accuracy, 45%. Here's where it gets different. Jorge Masvidal only absorbs two punches per minute. Nate Diaz absorbs close hey, to four know, per minute. Exactly. Right facts. <laughs> facts. He blocks hey, everything with his face. So uh, so Jorge's defense is better, 67% defensively. Um, now, here's the difference. Grappling-wise, right? Which is interesting, yeah. too. Listen to this. Takedown average. Neither of them really taking their dudes down. They trying to punch you in the face, right? Mm-hmm. Both of them um, only average a takedown per fight. Takedown yeah. accuracy. Jorge Masvidal's takedown accuracy is 60%, which people don't think about how great Jorge's wrestling actually is. He's one of the most well-rounded fighters in the entire sport. Um, In fact, this week, um, I interviewed Den Thomas. Den Thomas is one of the greatest coaches in MMA. He is Tyron Woodley's coach. He's one of the coaches over at American Top Team. He has worked with Jorge since the beginning. And what he told me... He told me that they've known this for years. He is who we thought he was. He said Jorge has been the best guy at American Top Team for years. And now he's finally figured it out when the bright the lights are shining. So I find that to be really interesting, really, um, really well-rounded. Um, Nate Diaz is also well-rounded, but here's the difference. Takedown accuracy, only 30%. He's not really taking dudes down like that. And takedown defense, check this out. Jorge Masvidal, 80% takedown D. You can barely get that dude to the ground. Guess what Nate's is? What you no, think? No, no. What is it? Nate's takedown what's, what's, D what's, is... What, 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 is, what is it? His takedown accuracy? His defense. His defensive takedown. So you can't... How many times... Oh, no. I don't, he ain't got no defense. He welcomes it. So his I, take, I think that, you know, I think it's low. And so it's 40%. So one guy's at 80%, one dude's at 40%. And here's the submission average. Obviously, Nate throws up more submissions than Jorge. Jorge has over uh, over 17 wins by KO. Nate has the same amount of wins by submission. Um, crazy. Both dudes are super dope, man. Um, with all the stats, all the figures, everything out there in front of you. Brooke, how is this fight going to go? I ain't lied to you, man. I'm probably going to say one fight is going to win today and probably change my mind tomorrow. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be I'm going to be 100%. It's one of those fights, you know, because because I think about it. I think about it so much. I overthink it and uh like right now, you know, when I first started thinking about it, I was like Jorge all day. Jorge all day, you know, just for those reasons. You know, um mad cardio, fucking good striker, you know, can put people out with his striking, has done it. <clears throat> He, I mean, he he's very explosive. Um, I haven't seen much of his wrestling, but I but I but I have paid attention to it, right? Uh, of of the numbers, and uh, you know, he's all around. So at first, I'm thinking Jorge, but right now, in my current state of mind, right now, I'm thinking Nate, man, Nate may pull it off, man. Yeah. For some reason, for some reason, man. I, I mean, I don't know if he's the underdog, but I think Nate may pull it off, man, because it's like. I see him, like, I think about the Conor fight, the second one, 
right? Yeah. It, it could have went either way. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's very controversial. But one thing that I noticed is that um, when he got knocked to the ground, because he did get knocked to the ground, he stayed down there and welcomed, welcomed the wrestling. I think Jorge may bite on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because this is the baddest motherfucker type title. Uh, so this is not your average fight. This is not your average fight where you got to be strategic and, you know, you about to be a title defender with all his money and you got to carry the title. You about to be the champion. This is the baddest motherfucker. So who? You can't be no bitch. But that's so why I, I, I feel you, man. But you know what? For that very I, reason. I, 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 you know, and, and if, he, and if he, he falls into that bait, bro, we all know what they can do, man, on the ground. So here's the thing, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see a way that Jorge doesn't win. And the reason I say okay. that is this. I generally believe that he is better than Nate everywhere. The only place that we can say that Nate has a little bit of an advantage is jiu-jitsu. But we forget, again, Jorge's been tra- training at American Top Team in his entire career. He's also a black belt. My man's is a beast on the ground, and he has better wrestling. And for those of us who listen to the Fight Podcast, we all know what I think about wrestling. I think great wrestling beats great jiu-jitsu. So, I, look, I think it's going to be a great fight. I think it's going to be a war. I'm going, I think Jorge Masvidal is going to get a third-round KO of Nate Diaz. Oh, man. Why? KO? KO. He going to finish him. He gonna, he gonna. I ain't, I ain't never seen that get finished. And I, I may I've have seen, I've seen him. I, he got, I, he got KO'd I, by. Uh, he got KO'd one time. Only time he's been finishing the UFC. That was a head kick by Josh Thompson. Okay. I don't. And, I, and Josh I Thompson set him up for it. And I think Jorge Masvidal has a skill set to set him up for something like that. Also. Oh man, I don't. Damn, I never thought KO'd. I never thought KO because I'm like I never number one I never seen it. No, don't mean it won't happen, but I never seen it, and I I'm like I'm thinking this shit is gonna be a decision all day, um, because I don't because you know ah, fuck. Yo, and The Rock is going to be there to put the belt on the winner. That's that's the Miami boy. Miami boy. My man's is from Miami. I'm rocking with him. I'm rocking with Jorge Masvidal. I mean, and and I ain't going to be mad if he he win a chip because it's a bittersweet fight for me. So Facts, facts. Well, look, it's going to be great, man. But check it out. The Mm co-main is going to be just as fire. And that is Darren Till versus the former um, title challenger at middleweight. This is at at 185 pounds. These are out of Sanya's weight class. We got the uh, the, the B-side to, in my opinion, the fight of the year this year, Kelvin Gastelum against Jorge Masvidal's last opponent, Mm -hmm. Darren Till. Yo, man, look, Darren Till moving up. Um, he was always huge for 170 pounds. Now he's jumping up 15 pounds and fighting uh, Kelvin Gaslam. Kelvin Gaslam is another one of those dudes who was at 170, moved up in weight. Um, not the biggest guy at middleweight, but he's super skilled, and we've seen what he did to who I think is one of the best fighters in the world in Israel Adesanya. He pushed him to the limit. He pushed him to the brink. Um, this fight we got Kelvin Gaslam number four ranked dude. And again, how 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 is Kelvin Gaslam number four? You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. But Kelvin Gaslam sixteen and four against Darren Till, who's seventeen two and one. Um, I think it's a terrible fight for Darren Till. 
I think this is awful. Yep. I don't understand why they made this fight. Um, I think if you had to move up to 185, you should give him just like we're talking about um, uh, Connor fighting Cowboy, which is a winnable. It's a tough fight, but it's a winnable fight. I don't <laughs> think this is a winnable fight. I think Kelvin Gastelum is faster. I think he has better wrestling. I think he has a better ground game. And again, he throws lunch boxes. And here's the thing. Think about this. <laughs> this the, 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 the shot that Jorge Masvidal knocked Darren Till out was when he switched stance and he landed a huge left hook, right? Kelvin Gastelum is a southpaw, so he's throwing those left hands. Yo, oh, again, man. I'm going with it again. KO win Kelvin Gastelum. B, what you got? Hey, man, this is easy. This, this is fucking easy. Like, I don't see Darren Till winning anyway. Um, I see this motherfucker getting hit with a ton of bricks. That's all I see. All I see is his career down sloping, and he's going to fucking end up becoming like a polo Ralph Lauren model. He need to go get in contact with Luke <laughs> and get him a motherfucking uh, Ralph Lauren contract or something. Because, uh, you know, you take so many L's in a row, especially in the UFC. You just got to ask yourself, how many ass whooping is it worth? You know, and uh, I think he's about to take another one. Unfortunately, because I know the UFC wanted to be the champ, he's token white boy. You know, I understand. And he's I good. He and I know good, he's so. good, but and he's good. I, he's good. I, I, I think they gave him too much. No, too wait, no, soon. man. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, man. We'll no, see. I think they pushed him too far, man. I think he's gonna get his fucking lights put out. I don't think it's gonna take long. I say second round, KO, Gaston, all day. I, I actually can't stunt. I, I'm with you on that. And check this out, Kelvin Gastelum has dropped every opponent that he has faced in his career at 185 pounds. All right, yep. man. Next up on the card, this is another really good fight. Uh, Steven Wonderboy Thompson is back after his last fight, which was a KO loss against Anthony Pettis. Concuss. Man. Concuss. And now he is fighting the very tough Vicente Luque. Um, Vicente Luque is ranked 14. He's 17 and 17, 6 and 1. Steven Thompson is 14 and 4. Yo, fam, I'm going to keep it a buck. As great as I think Wonderboy was, I think he is past his prime now. I think his opportunity to win a title is when he was fighting against Woodley. He has since fallen on some rough times. I don't see him beating Luke, man. I think Luke is one of those underrated guys in the sport um, because he can, you know, he's, he, he's not from here. You know what I'm saying? So I think people don't understand who he is. He's, look, his nickname is a silent assassin for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. I think he's past his prime. I got a Luke winning in this decision. Yeah, same man. Um, yeah, I probably. I, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping um, Wonder Boy don't go. Don't 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 get knocked out. But um, here's the thing. I want him to win because he has to. But will we be? Will he just only be prolonged than inevitable? You know what I'm saying? Like the UFC has has quite a few guys that is about time to hang it up, and I think they've noticed that because they. Mm-hmm. If you notice. Everybody, they last like three or four fight cards. Cats have been kind of contemplating retirement. At least one, at least one, out of that whole fight card. I think they just cleaning house, man. I think they just doing their due diligence, Thanks. saying, "Okay, you still want to fight? Okay, go fight this fucking guy." You know, it's like they trying to. I think they just, you know, and, and it happens. And 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 um, Wonder Boy shouldn't hold his head down about it because he's a great fucking fighter. He had his time. He had his run. I think he's past it. I think the fact that. He got concussed. Bad. I mean, bad, bad. bro. 
bad. Bad. Yo, anybody about, that follows Wonder Boy would know that's bad. You know who Wonder Boy's uh, uh, brother-in-law is, right? Yeah. Is it Chris Wyman? Yeah. I know I know that's his best friend. I didn't know if it was his brother-in-law. Yeah. Hey, man, they, them two of them motherfuckers need to ride off in the sunset on the same horse, man. <laughs> Right. He another one. I mean, I know up. we ain't talking about him, but he another one. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm what was real. that? Just let that was last week. I'm telling you. Yeah, two weeks you ago. Know, I always look at shit from a business aspect, man. I'm very analytical, and I think that I would do it. Facts. I would do it. I got all these great, you know, old great fighters, man. I line these motherfuckers up. And you know what? And you can tell the UFC is thinking that also to give them an up and coming prospect like Vicente Luque, they didn't do him any favors. It was this is a difficult fight. So um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see, but I got Luque winning the decision. All right, next up. Yep. The Black Beast is back. Derek Lewis, number five ranked heavyweight in the world, is fighting the number eight ranked former Bellator champion, Blagoy Ivanov. Yo. Mr. Miles is hot. Man, Mr. Yeah, straight up. My balls is on fire. Um, <laughs> yo, um, this is an interesting fight. Um, yo, before, before I get into it, fam, what do you think about this fight? I, you know what? I ain't going to lie to you, man. I, didn't, I, I don't know. Well, who is he fighting again? Uh, Blagoy Ivanov. He's oh, the former. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Remember, uh, thick dude got a gnarly ass scar because he got stabbed like multiple times and he's still a badass. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, I put I put Darren Derek Lewis on top of this one, man. Um, you know he had uh, he's taking some a lot of time off. I don't know if that was because he was injured. I didn't see I didn't hear nothing about it. Right. But I think he got his mind right. Um, and I think he had a humbling experience after fighting DC. Yeah, you know I do too. And, uh, I think that I think that we're going to see a different fighter because he he was to me he looked like he was going through a lot of emotion. Uh, his last two, three fights, you know, he had that that back injury, you know, with your boy. Um, yeah. It was a, a got that controversial win, you know. And he got what's the name was scared to fight because he had just got his ass knocked out and his back was hurting, so it was a horrible fight. Then he came back, you know, and um, then he win and then fought DC. Yeah, he won because remember he was losing yeah. the entire fight to uh, yeah. to Alexei to Volkov. And there we go. Uh, in the in the last minute of the fight, he caught him with that. That that's that. My balls was hot. That that was that fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep, 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 yeah. So I think I think he's I think he, I, I got him I got him taking it. Um, I got him taking it probably late, man, in the third. Yeah. I don't know. If, I, I can't really pinpoint whether he's going to finish him or go on a decision. I'm probably ain't, I'm probably going to think my right mind is saying decision. I would like to see him, you know, knock somebody out because I know that'll help him out. And get him back promoted and back on the map and back towards a, a title fight in the next couple fights, but uh, being a title contender at least. But um, I, I got him taking that. I got him taking that. Okay, so I agree, but with a caveat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we look at both guys, if I look at like the numbers, right? Blugoy mm-hmm. doesn't take people down, even though he's a Sambo guy. He doesn't really take people down. He, his takedown average is literally 0.5, right? He don't try to take you down. Um, but he's a Sambo guy, so he has the grappling there. Um, 
he absorbs this is he absorbs five shots per minute. If you absorb five shots per minute against Derrick Lewis, you might not make it. But if anybody could absorb the shots, it's this dude. This dude got a chin of chin, he got a beard of beards, and he's hard to get out of there. Um I got Black Beast winning by knockout, but and this is a big but. If there is an upset pick to click for this weekend, it's this fight. This is the okay. fight. I can see that. Because Blagoy is nothing to fuck with. He is really damn solid. Remember, he just fought he fought um, JDS, Junior Santos, to a decision. And JDS hit him every shot, and my man wasn't moving. So... The dude can dude can take a shot. He keeps coming forward, tough as nails. Um, if you have an upset pick to click, I say Blagoy, but I got Derek Lewis winning. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So last one before because we, we got to get out of here. Uh, last fight on the main card: Kevin Lee, Gregor Gillespie. Gregor Gillespie. A lot of people don't know about. But a nasty wrestler, Kevin Lee, we all know, hasn't found a good home. Uh, number 11 versus number 10 at lightweight. This is not going to be a popular pick. I fuck with Kevin Lee. I hope Kevin Lee has figured it out. But it seems like mentally he just hasn't been there recently. Gregor Gillespie is a terrifying individual, 13-0. and 0. I'm going with Gregor Gillespie. I hate... I got to agree with you on that one, man. I mean, who do I want to win and who do I think is going to win? I want, I want Kevin Lee to win. I do. I mean, you know, but if I'm but if I'm putting my money on something, you know, unless it's like $20, then I don't give a fuck. But if I was to put some money on something, some real money, I'm going to have to put it on your boy, man. Facts, man. Um, Facts. Straight yeah. up. I mean, I don't, I like, for the same reason. I don't, and I don't think Kevin Lee is um, near retirement and shit like that. Man, but I do think that Something is distracting my brother. Yeah, something's up, man. Oh, and Grant, remember, well, his coach died. His coach committed suicide, so I know that happened. Oh, he hasn't really been able that. to. Yeah, he hasn't been able to find a team really since. Um, shout out to his younger brother though, who follows us and follows me at the Fight Podcast. Salute to you, young brother. Um, but uh, all in all, man, look, all in all, this fight card is gonna be incredible. Even the undercard is gonna be dope. Um, unfortunately, we don't got that much time left. We gotta get out of here. But Brooke, bruh. Yo, man, thank you for joining me on the show today, man. Yo, this was a lot of fun. We got to do this shit again. Hey, man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, we do, man. Definitely, man. I uh, I really enjoyed my time here, man. Uh, and uh, obviously, we're going to talk way more shit um, about these fights even after this. So, man, I'm looking forward to that, too, man. That's what's up, man. Real quick, fam, where can they find you? Uh, just give me your IG and Twitter, if anything. Uh, IG, IG. I don't twit or tweet. Well, <laughs> fuck you. Call it, I can't even say it. But uh H Miller 357 is my IG. Uh recruit for the Army National Guard. So cats got questions, man. You know, I'm definitely the man to, to give you those answers. So there it is. Thank man. you, man. Thank you for that. Absolutely, Shit. man. H Brooke Miller. Always a pleasure, my brother, man. Thank you for coming and joining me on the fight podcast. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. There it is. There it is. That was my conversation with H. Brooke Miller, man. Thank you, as always, for joining me on the show, man. My dude, Brooke, really held it down. That was a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun. And again, I I think you can tell by the conversation. I think everybody's excited about this fight this weekend, man. It's a lot of fun. And um, I cannot wait to break it down for you guys. All right. Um, 
Look, this weekend, there is also the Canelo Alvarez, Sergey Kovalev fight. Um, if you do have not had an opportunity, check out episode 156. And he, uh, Brandon Camille, our boxing analyst, comes on and he helps me break down that fight. Um, we also have special guests coming up in episode 158. So our next episode, I have a couple special guests. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. But check it out. Without further ado, remember... The Fire Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats, man. Salute to the sponsor. Thank you guys as always. Check them out, sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off your first three months. If you are not in Chicago, that's cool. They got you back too. And what they have is this. They have fitness mentoring. They have nutrition consultation, man. All of your needs regarding fitness, that is what they have have check out sage eat chicago today also man continue showing us love man i love all the conversation i love everything you guys have been doing um check us out on the fight podcast man i i love all the comments all the comments all the questions all the concerns all the spice because i've been getting a lot of spice recently man so all the spice i love it continue um giving us uh your feedback your questions comments concerns and love um i appreciate you guys i love you guys all right all right man with that being said that's about all the time we have for today. This is the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe. I am your host, the Underground King, Serge Vicente. This has been episode 157. Love you guys. I'll holler at you next time. Deuces! Deuces!